we are finishing up a two-part series break. Okay, uh, talking about worship, the heart of worship. So at this point, I would like for us to turn our Bibles to John chapter 4. We are going to read verse 23 and verse 24. Can I invite everyone to please stand in respect to the reading of God's Word? John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. And if you are reading from the English Standard Version or reading from the screen, I would like for us to read this out loud. John chapter 4, verse 23 and verse 24. This is what it says. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Lord, we just thank You, God, for this time. As we look to this passage of Scripture and to a few more verses, God, may You impart to us the heart of worship so that we could be the true worshipers that You seek. Bless the reading, the preaching, and the teaching of your word. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may all take your seats. You know, we're doing a series, a rather short series on worship. Kasi nga, when you think about worship, especially in our day and age and culture, parang maraming misunderstanding. There's a lot of misunderstanding, misconceptions about what worship is. Like for one, people think worship is an event. Uh, of course, uh, of course, we do something. We gather like this for an event. But sometimes people think a worship is just an event that they go to, like pupunta sila ng worship concert or attend ng worship service. So as if if you are not in that particular place and at not particular time, not doing what the others are doing, parang hindi na tayo nago worship. It's like we're not worshiping because we're not in a worship service or we are not in a worship concert. Sometimes we think the worship is uh, a music style. It's like music. So, pag dumating ng church, no, na-miss ko na yung worship. At least naabutan ko pa yung word. Okay, so we feel like there's a service. Merong worship, which is the singing part, and then merong word part, which is the uh, listening to the preaching and the teaching of the word. And sometimes yung praise and worship, we, we even d- divide it into praise, which are the fast songs, and the worship, which is the slow songs. And when we think about this, we confine worship to something smaller compared to what it really is and what it's supposed to be. That's why I want to mention that worship is not a music style. It is a lifestyle. Can you say that with me? Worship is not a music style. It is a lifestyle. So, minsan patingin pa natin pag music style, pagka mas solemn, like hymnas, yun talagang worship. Pagka medyo modern, naka, uh, hindi na yan worship. But wor- worship is so much bigger than just music. Worship is so much bigger than a music style. In fact, when Kim was sharing from uh, the Old Testament last week about worship, because God called the church, uh, God called Israel, rescued Israel out of Egypt and promised to bring them into a promised land so that they could be His people. Uh, and then God could be their God. And He's calling a people who would serve Him. So, bago pa nagkaroon ng mga temple worship, meron ng word na 
worship doon. And in this case, the translation in English is to serve. The people will serve God. People will worship God on this particular mountain. And if you even go back to a little bit earlier in Genesis, in the Garden of Eden, the same Hebrew word was already used. God created Adam and Eve. God created man for a purpose, and that is to work the ground, to cultivate the ground, and to represent Him to His creation. Okay, so work, service, is the same word for worship. And I hope mag-expand yung understanding natin of what worship is. Because worship is whose purpose are we really fulfilling? That's what we worship. What are you working for? Para kanino ka gumigising? And when you think of worship like that, worship is not just a Sunday thing. Worship is also a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, even Saturday thing. When you go to work, knowing that God has a purpose for you while you're there, and God created you to be fruitful, to be productive, and you do it unto the Lord, you do it in a manner that's pleasing to God, that's worship unto God. That's why when we go to a Sunday service, it's actually a picture of, God, I just want to celebrate your goodness for the past week, and I want to dedicate the first day of the week to you. This is just a simple representation of a life of worship. Worship is about whose purpose are we really fulfilling. And worship is also a word for service. Okay, sino ba yung sineserve natin? The master that we are bowing down to. And when you think of that, then uh, you realize that worship goes beyond just singing and what we do on Sunday. But when you look at your life and the major decisions that you make, who are you really trying to please? Sino ba talaga yung master na ino-obey natin? And when we go through life, when we make decisions and say, God, I want your will, not my will. I want your purposes, not my purposes. I want to serve you. Serve you. You're my master. You have the final say to my decisions. You are the Lord, the master of my life. Then our life becomes worship. Kaya pag natin yung worship service, worship service, hindi lang pala yung singing part, but the whole worship service is worship unto God. Worship, hindi lang pala yung music team dito singing and playing instruments, but worship can be those ushers out there greeting people, welcoming them into the house of God. Those can be people serving in the volunteer ministry, working in the background, making sure that the streams are, uh, are online service are working well, and the technicians making sure that the music will sound well. Diba? Yung mga naglilinis ng center, kids church. Sometimes we think, ah, magpunta mo na, attend ako ng service kasi gusto ko mag-worship kay God. Pero pag nagsiserve na tayo, parang hindi tayo nag-worship kay Lord. Now, worship is service. And when we have a bigger understanding of that, when we go home and serve our, our bosses, we serve our spouse, we serve our children, and we do it as unto the Lord, that's pleasing to God. Minsan kasi ang thinking natin, we go to a worship, and then the service part is, I want to be served. 
I don't like the songs, I don't like the preaching. Pero if I like the songs, I like the preaching, I am served. Pag na-welcome ako ng greeter with smile, uh, close-up smile, yung iba, ah, okay yan, I'm served. Pagka wala yun, parang hindi na tayo na-serve and we feel bad about going to church. No, a very different perspective when you come to church and say, God, I want to worship you today. God, I want to serve you today. How can I serve you today? Worship is work, service, And of course, worship is who do we really magnify? Sino ba lift up natin? Because at the root word of that is actually worship is bowing down to someone superior. It's like kissing the ground. Just like when people encounter a great king, someone who was a great... Uh, we don't really feel that now. I, I don't know if uh, in Bangkok, in Thailand, eh, kasi may king pa sila. Yun, pag duman talaga yung king, every head must be lower than the king. Uh, if you go to other nations, especially during the monarchy, yung mga time ng mga kings and kingdoms. And when you, when you think of that kind of worship, it basically shows us that worship is worthship. Who is worthy of your devotion, of your dedication, of your energy, of your passion, who is someone worthy of your obedience, of your reverence, who is worthy of your all, giving your all unto God. And of course, we know that in the Bible, there's only one God, the one true God, who is truly worthy of our worship. And of course, many would say that I'm, I, I worship God. I'm a believer of God. I believe in God of the Bible. But in reality, you know, worthy, someone who's worthy, the worth of that thing that we worship actually also shape, shape, shapes us. That's why God doesn't want us to worship images made by men. Because it will shape us. When you worship a God with eyes that can't see, ears that can't hear, hands and feet that can't move, lifeless stones and wood, then we would end up lifeless and dead as well. But when we understand what kind of a God He is, that He is a God worthy of my everything because He first created me in His image and likeness and He has a plan and a purpose for me. And He is a good God and His plans for me are good. He's a great God and He wants to display His greatness through me. And when you behold Him, when you worship Him, when you give Him your all to Him, knowing that He is a God who wants to give His all to you, then a life of worship becomes very, very exciting. Uh, there's no other purpose greater than God's purpose for your life. Kahit na magsama-sama pa lahat ng mga kamag-anak natin para planuhin yung buhay natin, it's nothing and incomparable to God's plan for our lives. There's no other master greater than God. Kasi nga pagka ang sinerve mo master natin, limited, doesn't know everything, cannot do everything. And limited yung capacity nila to, to do something for you. And sometimes they enslave us and they take advantage of us. Then you have a God who has everything that He needs. He doesn't need us and yet He wants to bless us. He wants to do something for us, in us, and through us. Then worship becomes something Serving God as a master who doesn't want us to be enslaved to the wrong things, but to be free to do the great things, the good things, the plans of God. Ang sarap talaga magkaroon ng life of worship dedicated unto God. Pagka ang heart talaga natin is that, God, I want to magnify you. And a lot of people are trying to worship uh, not just things and people, they want to be worshipped. 
Gusto natin tayo in charge. Gusto natin tayo nasusunod. Gusto natin purpose natin. Hindi purpose na ibang tao, not even the purpose of God. Gusto natin tayo yung master, not, not anybody else. Gusto natin tayo yung magnify. We want to do whatever it takes to get our fame. And, and when we reach that kind of pride, you realize, oh nga no, we're created for worship, not to be worshipped. And this seeming gods that we put up in pedestals, like ourselves, they crumble and fall because they're not real gods worthy of worship. So when we talk about the heart of worship, maganda, let's look at the heart of worship. And I want us to have a right heart when we come here, when we go to work, when we go to our homes. I want us to really have a heart for worship. And this is something that we want to cultivate more and more. And in the coming, uh, hopefully, days and weeks and months, when you do your devotionals, when you go to your victory groups, when you go to church, we are reminded of sino ba talaga yung master na sineserve natin? Sino ba talaga gusto natin i-glorify? Anong purpose ba talaga yung fulfill natin? That's why we need to be reminded over and over again. So as we finish off the series about the heart of worship, I want to mention that the heart of worship grows with understanding the heart of God. Yun yung starting point. The heart of worship grows with understanding the heart of God. And the more we understand the heart of God, the more we realize He is truly worthy of worship. Not just for who He is, but His intention, His desire, His purpose. God is love and God is spirit and truth. And we will see that in a while. Pero pag naiintindihan talaga natin, Ah, ito pala yung heart of worship. Ito pala yung heart ni God for us. That's why He wants us to worship Him. Yes, He is a God and there is no other. And walang ibang dapat sineserve, walang dapat ibang master, walang dapat ibang wino-worship at gino-glorify at mina-magnify. Kaya pag tinitingnan ni Lord, tapos nag-worship tayo ng lesser gods, Oh man, how far have you fallen from the purpose and the plan that God has for you? Apaka-incomparable naman. He is holy, 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 unlike any other. And yet we choose to worship lesser gods. And the more we see what kind of a God He is, the more we see not just who He is, but also how He relates with us. What He did so that we can relate with Him, the more we would understand that He is worthy of worship and the more we would want to be shaped and formed to become true worshipers. You know, the passage that we read in John chapter 4 is a very wonderful story. Story siya ng Samaritan woman at the well. And uh, I want to encourage you to study it when you go home. But uh, just the context, Jesus was passing by Sichar in Samaria, a place in Samaria. And uh, He was left alone by the well. Tanghaling tapat. About noontime. And of course, nobody wants to go out there. It's, it's so hot. Uh, during noontime, yung mga disciples left Jesus because they were trying, seeking for food. Okay? And this woman came seeking for water. A Samaritan woman. So, when uh, the, the woman came trying to get water from the well, sabi ni Jesus, can you give me water to drink? So, nasyak yung Samaritan woman. Say, why is it a Jew, a man like you, a Hebrew like you, was talking to a woman and a Samaritan at that? Kasi ka, yung context, Samaritan are half, uh, half Jew, half other culture. 
So just to let you know, nung inexile ni Lord yung Israel because of their disobedience, so they left. Someone stayed. And when they stayed, they intermarried with different cultures. So kaya parang ano sila, for the Jewish people, they're like lesser citizens. Sa Pilipino kasi, di ba, pagka ano ka, mestizo, wow, higher citizen. Eh, may lahing Chinese, lahing American, lahing German. Yung mga beauty queens natin, puro half eh. Okay, so, so idea natin, parang, wow, mas special pagka half yung ano. But for Jewish culture, it's not, no? Uh, you're, it's like you're no longer God's chosen people when you're a Samaritan. And not only that, there's a, uh, hindi lang racial divide, meron pang gender divide. Like, women, it's like lesser than men in a more male chauvinistic culture. So gulat na gulat yung babae, why are you talking to me? And then, and Jesus tried to shift the conversation by saying, if you know who's asking uh, water, baka ikaw pa yung humingi ng water because what the water that I'm gonna give is something that will not make you thirsty again. So, the woman is seeking for something and Jesus asked for water but Jesus is trying to show the woman na, I have something better to offer to you than what I'm asking you. Kaya sabi ng woman, you know, uh, wala kang pangkuhan ng tubig, di ba? And you're asking me, are you better than, than Jacob? Ganyan, etc. Kasi Jacob's well yun. And, and uh, yeah, why don't you give me this water? And Jesus said, okay, but first call your husband. And then sabi ng woman, I don't have any husband. Now Jesus having a word of knowledge, that's true. You don't have a husband. In fact, you, had, you have had five husbands and the one you're with is not your husband. So talagang nasyak yung, yung woman. And now, some of you might be wondering, paano yun? Pwede bang magkaroon ng five husbands and then have someone who's not your husband anymore? Well, in their culture, maybe if you've been widowed several times and get married again, and maybe if the husband is frustrated because this woman can't give you a child, i-divorce ka. Kasi nga, di ba, kaya yung woman yung kumukuha ng tubig, wala siyang anak na mautusan to get water. And kaya itong woman was trying to get water during noonday because ayaw niyang makita siya ng mga marites. Kasi pagka maraming tao doon, ako pagkikwenta, ay ito yun, may five husbands, ito yung kasama niya ngayon, hindi niya husband. But somehow, siguro nakita niya, may tao doon, pero sige, isa na lang, I'll take the risk. And then when she went there, and then Jesus was talking to her. So when, when Jesus said that, na-realize niya, I can see that you're a prophet. And then she shifted the conversation. <laughs> siguro naiya siyang pinag-uusapan siya. <laughs> I can see that you're a prophet. Sir, can you please tell us? You Jews say that we should worship on this mountain, Mount Gerizim, kasi nga yung mga Samaritans, hindi sila inaalaw sa temple in Jerusalem. So, they made their own temple in Mount Gerizim. So, you just say, dapat dito tayo mag-worship. And then our, our elders, our ancestors say that we can worship here on Mount Gerizim, which is a, a, ano, a, a replica of that. So, sabihin mo nga, saan ba talaga? And, uh, and Jesus gave the answer in John chapter 4, 23-24. You worship what you do not know. We worship we know. Salvation comes from the Jews. But the hour is coming and has now come that true worshipers will worship Him in spirit and truth. So the woman was seeking for water. Nagulat siya, someone was trying to talk to Him. Hindi na realize ng woman that Jesus was seeking her. I think intentional na nagpaiwan si Jesus dun sa well. 
It's like she was looking forward to meeting this woman and he engaged the woman in a conversation. And in all of this, I want to point out to us that God is seeking for true worshipers. So worship is our way of meeting God and we want to meet God. We want to encounter God. The heart of worship is that more than you're excited to meet with God, God wants to meet with you. In fact, God is seeking you. And God is seeking for true worshipers. And maybe the reason why the word there is seeking, you talaga nag investigate at the bottom line, sino ba talaga yung true worshiper? Maybe the reason why God is doing that, maybe the reason why Jesus said this is because it's very rare. Kumbaga ngayon, it's a worship day. People from all over the globe are worshiping. Uh, people from uh, iba-ibang places, iba-ibang churches, ibang uh, religions, they're going to worship God. And you know, in a sense, what God is doing, God is looking for, tingin nga tayo dito sa Philippines. Tingin nga tayo dito sa Manila. Tingin nga tayo dito sa SM Manila. Cinema 1, 2, ay iba, worship nila dyan. Pelikula pinapanood. Cinema 10. Sino ba dito true worshipers? And I hope that when God looks at us today, ang magiging response ni God, God would say, that's a true worshiper. Someone who worships God, not just on a Sunday, but every single day. Someone who is working out God's purposes for his or her life. Someone who recognizes that God is a master, that he is Lord of all, and he is his or her Lord over all of the affairs of his life. Someone who is seeking to magnify God and glorify God. And you know what? The more God finds a true worshiper, the more God wants to do something for you and I. And if you're here today, you're seeking for something. Maybe that woman, there are things that you're seeking. Maybe you're seeking for acceptance. Maybe you're seeking for healing for your hurt and your emotions. Maybe you're seeking for a physical need. Hindi lang water kailangan mo, pati food, pangbayad ng tuition, and pangbayad ng bills. Kasi malapit na naman ang Judith. Okay? Malapit na naman ang babayaran. Diba? And you're wondering, Lord, I need your blessing. I need your grace. Guess what? I know you, we are seeking God for certain things, but God is first and foremost seeking for true worshipers. And God is excited to meet with you more than we are excited to meet with Him. Look at what it says in verse 23. The true worshipers, the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. Can you tap your seatmate, tell your seatmate, God wants you to be a true worshiper. Now, ano ba talaga yung true worship? Let's look at this more. Sabi dito, I want to point this out. The true worship is more relational than it is about rituals. True worship is more relational than it is about rituals. And, and you know what... Uh, uh, What's happening? No, kasi misang pagtingin sa worship, we think it's about ritual. It's about doing certain things, saying certain things, singing a certain way, diba? lifting up hands, bowing down. And sometimes we realize that it's just some form, external. No, pero true worship is really about relationship more than it is about rituals. 
In verse 21 and 22, sabi niya dito, Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. So yes, there's a sacred space like in a sacred time where people can gather and worship God and that's important. But you know, worship is not really about location, but it is about our relationship with God. When we go here to worship God, it's because this is home for us. This is where we meet God's people. And this is where we can meet and experience God more. When we go out there, we may not be in the same place, we may not be doing the same thing, but we are still God's children. He is still our Father, and we can still grow our relationship with Him whether we're in this place or not. So significant yung location, but it's not just primarily about location. Worship is more than an issue of where, it is an issue of who. Who are we really worshiping? Do we really know Him? Kaya nga sabi ni Jesus, Samaritans, you worship what, who you do not know. And because people don't know who God really is, they try to make up their own gods. Ah, siguro ito yung God. Siguro ganito siya. He's a God of thunder, Thor. He's a God of lightning. He's a God of ganito, ganyan. And we make God in our image instead of knowing God for who He is and He shapes us in His image and likeness. So true worship flows out of revelation, not just lifeless actions. Naturally, we think, syempre, worship is about rituals. And understandable, kasi nga, over time, over the years, we keep on doing the same thing. Um, minsan nga, we're trying to copy the world's way of, of doing things. Tayo, bakit ba maliwanag tayo pa nag-worship? Hindi cinema, uh, na madilim. Tulad ng ibang minsan, praise and worship, kailangan talagang, praise and worship, kailangang madilim. Diba? Tapos parang walang nakakakita sa'yo. Diba? Parang it's between you and God. Eh di sana sa bahay na lang tayo nag-worship para talaga walang makakita sa atin. Diba? Pero bakit ba tayo uh, nag-open open lights? Kasi pag madilim dito, baka marami sa atin natutulog na. No? <laughs> Minsan yung temptation ng cinema, worshiping in a cinema, it's like when you enter, you want to bring a popcorn with you na soft drinks para habang nakikilig ang preaching, kumakain. Diba? Pero no, we, we don't do that. That's why it's lights open. We come here because we want to participate and worship God as a community. Kaya nga, medyo bitin yung online kasi sa online, para ka lang viewer. God is not looking for true viewers. God is looking for true worshipers. Eh di ba, mas masarap mag-worship pagkita mo yung katibi mo, eh, nagtaas din ang kamay. Narinig mo yung boses nila, hindi lang yung boses na lumalabas sa speaker. We are all part of the worship experience. But I understand that even people during back then, iniisip talaga ritual kasi nga Jesus and was referring to a time when God gave instructions on how to worship God, how to approach God, how to meet with God. Merong pattern. Now, of course, this pattern, rituals are important. No, They form us. They form our habits. And we are creatures of habits. Pero pag hindi natin naiintindihan what the habit is for, it's so easy to give it away. It's so easy to lose that habit. So, like uh, for the Israelites, they made tent of meeting. That Moses uh, 
I was instructed by God, I'm gonna dwell with my people. Kasi nga, na-exile na sila from the Garden of Eden. Doon talaga, oh, perfect place. You can meet God and walk with God and see God and experience God. But because of sin, they were separated from God. So now, God wants to dwell with His people. So my tent of, of meeting. So ito ngayon, dito. Ito yung way to approach God. Offer uh, animal sacrifices. So ito yung, ano, yung altar. Okay, kasi for the shedding of the animal blood para forgiveness of sins. Tapos may washing, yung priest mag-wash para papasok siya sa tent of meeting where the priest can meet with God on behalf of the people. And sa loob ng tent of meeting, may, meron pa yung holy place, merong table of showbread, has to be fresh every day, merong lampstand, and then merong altar of incense para yung prayer ni Lord. And then, the high priest can enter once a year sa most holy place where the Ark of the Covenant is, which is a symbol of God's manifest presence and power. And sa loob ng box na yon, nandun yung tablets, the law, nandun yung jar of manna, yung how God provided for them. And then merong rod of Aaron that budded, choosing Aaron's line as the line of the priest. And then yung high priest, once a year lang makakapasok doon sa loob. And pagka hindi proper yung pag-approach niya, that priest can die on the spot. Pero pag na-offer yung animal sacrifice doon on the Day of Atonement, it's like God's judgment because of Israel's sins will be uh, abated. So uh, it's like God will spare Israel and God's protection and blessing will be upon the nation. Kasi nga, because of our sin and disobedience, napalayo tayo kay Lord. So merong instructions on how we are to approach God. And sometimes we think it's all rituals, it's all barriers. During the time of Jesus, mas lumala pa yun. Mas magnificent yung temple, pero mas grabe yung barriers. Merong place for the priests, merong court of the Jews, merong court of women, court, uh, court of men, mas malapit yung men, mas malapit yung women, tapos merong court of Gentiles. Pag hindi ka Jew, you cannot enter the temple. In fact, may sign pa doon that if you enter, if a stranger enters, you can be killed and you are responsible for your own death. Grabe, ang daming barriers. But you know what Jesus said when He came here? But the hour is coming and has now come when the worshipers will worship the Father. Everybody say, Father. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. Yes, He is God and we are to worship God. Yes, He is the Creator and creation and creatures like you and I must worship Him. We were made for Him. We were made for His glory. But you know what Jesus is saying here? That God is first and foremost a Father. Someone who wants a relationship with His children. God created us. Man, in His image and likeness, unlike any of His creation. Like Him, created relational beings so that we can have a relationship with God. Kaya pa, kahit ang ganda-ganda ng ritual natin, kung yung relationship natin kay Lord hindi okay, it's not true worship. We can honor Him with our lips, but our hearts are far away. That's not true worship. 
And your relationship na yun, not just with God, but we are to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, the greatest commandment. But we are to love our neighbor as well. Kaya pala pagka hindi okay yung relationship natin with somebody else, a human being, created in God's image and likeness. Pag dumating tayo to worship God, and na-realize mo, uy, may issue nga pala ako. You have to leave your offering at the altar, be reconciled first, and then come back to offer your worship unto God. Napansin niyo ba, mahirap pumunta ng church for worship pag nag-aaway kayong mag-asawa on the way to church? <laughs> Di ba mahirap mag-worship kasi pag-attend kaya yung kaaway ko dito sa service, 9 o'clock. Ah, mamaya na lang ako, 11, para sigurado hindi kami magkita. Ay, nandito uli sa 11, ano ba yan? Oo nga pala, yung pastor nga pala, nagpipreach sa 9 tsaka sa 11. <laughs> yung pastor pala iniiwasan, ano? And, and, and when, when our relationship is not right with God, when our relationship is not right with one another, we are hindered in worshiping God. But you know what? Our response should be, God, I want to get right with you. I want to worship you. God, I want to get right with these people. So my hearts are free to really worship you. God, I surrender to you my bitterness, my hurts, because I want to get right. Kaya pala tayo, pag nag-worship, the wrong things in our lives will be made right. Kaya pala tayo sinishape ni Lord to become more like Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. So true worship is actually done in spirit and truth. Yes, the whole Psalms would say a lot about music, instruments, and voices, lifting up our hands, lifting up our hearts, lifting up our heads, bowing down, and damning expression. But we need to understand that true worship is more than just that. God is spirit and we are to worship Him in spirit and in truth. In other words, the invisible matters more than the visible. The intention matters more than expressions. The motivation matters more than the manifestation. Kaya pala kahit gano'ng kaka-broken, pagka-feeling mo, God, hindi ako worthy, hindi ako deserving, but God, I need you. I wanna meet with you today. Alam mo, pagkaganyan yung posture natin, nako, excited si Lord to meet with you. Compared sa, God, ah, I've been good today, I, I deserve your blessing. Lahat ng victory groups, inattendan ko, Monday, Tuesday, yung Saturday. Lahat ng ministry, sinalihan ko, Lord, lahat ng services, Saturday, 5pm, 9, 11, to, pati yung ibang services pa, sa online, pinanood ko pa, so Lord, I deserve your blessing. Alam mo, pagkaganon yung posture natin, ah, not a true worshiper, swipe. Let's look for the next one. Look at what it says. Worship the Father in spirit and truth. God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. See, God's spirit. Kaya pala importante yung worship. That's why we need to gather together, sacred space, sacred time, worship God, to do it as a community. Kasi nga, nafoform tayo. God is spirit. Yung spirit natin nafoform when we encounter God. Yung truth na intindihan natin, ito pala yung sinasabi ni Lord, then I need to align my life with the truth. So I will not live a life that is based on a lie. I want to know what's real, what's true, what's according to God's Word because His Word reveals the work that I'm supposed to do. The Word reveals who is truly my master and why I should trust Him and why I should obey Him. And the more I focus on God, the more He is magnified in my life, the more I see how worthy He is and the more I submit to Him. Pero ito yung isang pinakamaganda pa. Parating na tayo sa most exciting part. Ang hirap mag-worship. Ang daming pumipigil, di ba? 
Ang daming hindrances tulad ng Samaritan woman, ang daming niyang issue pinagdaanan. Hindi pa siya makapunta siguro doon sa Mount Gerizim. Pinipigilan pa siya pumunta sa Mount Jerusalem. So wala nang hope. Talaga ba may encounter ba talaga natin si God? Yeah, what's amazing is that true worship is made possible through the finished work of Christ. Through the finished work of Christ. Kasi nga yung heart of worship natin, di ba? Bitin. <laughs> yung heart of worship, kulang. Gusto mong iserve si Lord, pero parang kulang. Gusto mong mag-sacrifice, pero kulang. Lahat ng animal sacrifice, kulang. Gusto natin i-magnify si Lord, pero minsan, na-de-defocus tayo. Uh, I, I love what it says in verse 20. But the hour is coming and is now here. Something happened when Jesus came. A new day, a new dawn, a new age, a new season. It is now here when true worshipers will worship God, the Father in spirit and truth. Kaya nga itong picture na to, ito yung woman... Nagtatago na siya sa community. I'm sure hindi yan pupunta ng temple kasi mas maraming marites sa temple. <laughs> Pero hindi niya alam si Jesus nandito na oh, trying to meet with her. Hindi niya na-realize na encounter niya na si God. Kaya nga after the conversation, sabi ng woman, the woman said, I know the Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. And when He comes, He will tell us all things. Now, Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am He. With that, sobrang na-excite yung woman, nabitawan niya yung tubig, what she came for in the first place. She realized what she was seeking on the inside is already here. And binitawan niya yun, bumalik siya sa village. Kung dati nagtatago siya, now she was out in the open. You know, I met someone, He told me everything that I did. And ano ba everything that she did? That she had five husbands? And the one that she's with is not her husband. Pero sabi niya, I met this person. She told me everything I did. Could he be the Christ? Alam mo, sa sobrang nakita nung Samaritans, nag-change tong woman na to. Ha? Something happened. Sino ba nilamit nila? You know, the whole village ended up going there. Kaya nung pagbalik ng mga disciples, nakita ni ng disciples si Jesus sa yung woman, yung woman paalis. Pagdating, uh, sabi, sabi ni Jesus, oh, Why are you talking to the woman? Sabi niya, uh, um, I have food to eat that you do not know of. If food ko is to do the will of the Father. So sabi niya, binigyan kaya siya ng pagkain. Nila, the harvest is plentiful. Diba talagang, see, the, the harvest is ripe for the harvest. Tapos bila paparating yung village. Tapos kinausap si Jesus. Tapos sabi ng mga villagers, now we believe, not just because this woman said that you are possibly the Christ, but because now we heard it from you. And the whole village ended up becoming believers. Can you imagine this woman encountered God, her life were never the same again, and because of her very simple testimony, a village ended up knowing God. Something happens to us when we meet God face to face. But you know what's even more amazing? Several chapters after John chapter 4, Jesus died on the cross. And something significant happened when Jesus died on the cross. Here's what happened. The veil was torn from top to bottom. You know what God is saying? When Jesus said, 
It is finished. The debt is paid. God ripped open the veil that separate the most holy place. So kung ito yung temple, holy place, high priest lang pwede. Okay, dito pwede priest. Pero sa labas niyan, dun lang yung mga uh, Hebrew men, women. Sa labas pa niyan, yung Gentiles. And misang ganun tayo sa church, di ba? Parang hirap umupo sa harap kasi parang sa mga special people lang yan. Okay, parang feeling mo hanggang dun ka lang. But you know what God did? God tore the veil. Hindi lang high priest ang pwedeng pumasok. Hindi lang once a year. Everyone who puts their faith in Jesus can have access to the throne room of God. Where people can, hindi lang from the outer courts, may, may animal sacrifice, you will receive forgiveness for your sins. You will have cleansing by the Spirit of God. And you can have a fresh bread from heaven, the Word of God, by the help of the Holy Spirit, the lampstand. And when you come to God in prayer, you can enter the most holy place where God can do something and manifest the Ark of the Covenant, which is a symbol of God's manifest presence. Na nandun yung tablet of stones. From better gagawin ni Lord, He will now write His law in your heart. And then you will have a fresh bread of life. God will sustain you and strengthen you. And God releases anointing of the Holy Spirit, your favor upon you, just like what He did for Aaron. And there you will meet God and experience God. Not just once a year, but every single time when you come to Him by faith. Hebrews 10, 11 to 17 says, I like what Hebrews, and every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. So yung picture pala nung temple worship, tent of meeting, is just a copy of what is true spiritual. And then, incomplete yung animal sacrifice, imperfect yung high priest. Now, here's Jesus, the ultimate sacrifice, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, the ultimate high priest, entering in the throne room, and he sat down. Napansin nyo ba sa temple, may artifacts pero walang seat? May table of showbread, may lampstand, may other incense. Walang upuan. Kasi the work of the priest is continuous. It doesn't end. But when Jesus came, He sat down. No more need for animal sacrifice. So mga glad na hindi tayo kailangan magdala ng animal sacrifice dito. Hindi natin kailangan ng priest. Minsan, pag-pray ako kay God, request ko si pastor na lang or sa victory group leader. No, if you're a child of God, you can have direct access to God. Walang upuan. Sa holy place. Ah, you know, may isa lang palang upuan. Yung taap ng Ark of the Covenant is called the mercy seat. That's where they put the animal sacrifice, the blood, once a year on the Day of Atonement. You know what Jesus did? Jesus entered and sat. The sacrifice is done. It is finished. It is paid. The priesthood has been changed and there's a better covenant. Ito yung sabi niya ngayon, waiting from that time until his enemy should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us for after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more.
Jesus did what we could not do for us. He fulfilled the work that needs to be done. He showed us what it means to be fully submitted to God the Father. Not my will, but your will be done. And because of his humility, he became a man like us. He was exalted, his name above every name. And there's no other God like that. A God so great, and yet a God so humble, who gave his life to save us. Kaya pala si John, when he started, he was talking about the deity of Christ, but he ended up by saying, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Pag naniwala ka pala kay Jesus, when you receive him, when you believe in him, you become God's child. Yung relationship, meron na yun. Kasi kahit anong ritual mo, kung wala kang relationship kay Lord, that's not true worship. But when you put your trust and faith in Jesus, may relationship ka na. You became spiritually alive. You have embraced not just the way, but the truth and the life. And now you can connect with God spirit to spirit and you can worship God in spirit and truth. Not because we want to earn the blessing of God, but now we are blessed because of what Christ did for us. And you know what's even more amazing? Hindi natin kailangan pumunta ng temple to worship God. Although importante to come here, worship and gather together as a people, you know what happens now? We become God's living temple. He sent out the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can dwell in us. And wherever we go, if God is with you and God is in you and God promised He will never leave you nor forsake you, God's presence is there. So as we end the series on the heart of worship, I want to encourage you. The place to God's throne is made open through Christ. Wag na tayong mag-worship in the outer courts. Wag na tayong mag-stay where we are used to and say, God, I want to know you more. God, I want to experience you more. God, I want to sense and feel your presence, your power. I want to know your purpose more so I can fulfill it. God, I, wanna, I want you to become my master and my Lord kasi may I, sometimes I settle for will that is not good, pleasing, and perfect. God, I want to know your will. Change me, mold me, transform me. And I believe as we do that, if we want to magnify the Lord, we we'll glorify God. God is saying, okay, you want me to increase? You're willing to decrease? Then I'll show you what will happen to those who will truly worship me. Amen? Let's bow our heads and pray. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you, God, for what you've done. You're giving us, Lord, an invitation to draw near. And you said, God, that if we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. God, we don't want to stay in the outer courts, God. We want to be closer to you. So may mga bagay man kami, Lord, that we have to confess everything that we have to leave behind, everything that we have to surrender to you. God, we surrender it all. We turn away from our sins and we turn to you. God, instead of running away from you, Lord, we want to run to you. And alam namin, God, hindi namin kailangan ayusin yung buhay namin before we can come to you. Kayo na nga yung gumawa ng paraan, Lord, because we cannot fix ourselves. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot just make the wrong things right. So, God, we come to you today and ask God, change us inside and out. Help us, God, to worship you in spirit and in truth. 
And we see, God, that you are a God who wants and seeking for true worshipers. And you are more excited to meet with us than we are excited to meet with you. So, God, we lift up our hearts to you. We lift up our lives to you. We lift up our voices to you. Can we just all stand right now? We're going to worship the Lord. Can we just lift up our hands to God as a sign of surrender? Meaning we're not holding anything back. And like children longing for our Father's embrace, God, we want to experience you more even this morning. God, welcome us in your presence. Holy Spirit, draw us nearer to you than ever before. Jesus.